Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And joined with me today are the other three mutants at my school for gifted mutants. Uh, fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves in a cool X-Men fashion, starting with the, oh, I got the playing card, Dan. <laughs> you went right into my character. Didn't even, didn't even wow, hide it. dude. That's fucked up. That is yeah, fucked I'm up. surprised now, you asshole. See, Dan, well, that's what you get for telling him you already know what I'm picking. So, I mean, you did my it to yourself. My name's Dan. I play Minus Pebble Walker, your tiny little swarm keeper ranger. And this one is near and dear to my heart. My old Xbox username is Uncanny266 because that was the Uncanny X-Men issue that Gambit first ever appeared in. And I am the Gambit of this Mutant Academy. I got the cool little bow staff. That's right, Sherry. That's right. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen, what is, what's his name? Pete Holmes. Does Pete Holmes. Yeah, I watch that. Those skits religiously. I fucking love them. Uh, they're so good. If you haven't seen them. <laughs> Alec, you take it away next. You go next. Can you do me a favor and throw yourself out? <laughs> My name is Alec. I play Drell of the Ashbourne. And I would have to say... Uh, my favorite X-Men is Iceman, mainly because I think mm -hmm. it's just a cool, like, superpower to have. And if, like, I had to pick any of these, it would probably, that would be one of the top ones for sure. That's awesome. I mean, Ice uh, is just a dope ability. It's just a dope ability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ice Especially man. the way he uses it in, like, the TV Marmalade. show. Marmalade. <laughs> yeah. See? Makes it's sense. all That's coming awesome. together. Uh, Armos over here. Uh, checking in. I have always watched the X Men all the way from the the TV show. Really <laughs> liked them. Yeah, dude, it's cute theme music. Um, but I didn't really have like a favorite one. Like, there's all the the generic ones that were really cool. But in the video game Marvel vs. Capcom, I absolutely was the best at uh Psylocke. And Cyclops or no, Psylocke. Psylocke, yes. Great choice. She, she's amazing. Psylocke. And then uh, she was she's played awesome. by Olivia Munn in the TV show, and I love her as well. And it yeah. was wonderful. I, I'm drawing so a blank on that favorite. one. I don't think I know who Psylocke is. I'm not really an oh, X-Men really? fan. Oh, my gosh. Get out of here. Okay, Sydney. Professor X. As soon as you see... <laughs> I can melt you with my mind. <laughs> uh, I do have a favorite X-Men character, although it's not really a hero. Is it okay if I choose a villain from the X-Men universe? Is that allowed? Is that allowed? Yeah. It seems uh, on par sure. for a DM, so go ahead. Uh, yeah. My favorite is actually Juggernaut. I okay. always Juggernaut. loved his oh uh, superpower. I yep. think the power momentum is like such a cool concept that I just loved it. And as a little kid, I loved his like dome ass armor. Like it's just a big old yeah. bullet. Yeah. You remind me of Bullet Bill from Mario. So that was the, <laughs> that's why I always liked him. See, I, I wanna... almost picked the blob. <laughs> but <laughs> really, I do want to give a quick shout out to Ralamus in our Discord because uh, Ralamus is a Gambit fan as well. That's their favorite superhero. They said they messaged mm. me like, "That's my favorite." Thank you yeah, for saying Gambit. <laughs> We're not supposed to make fun of our fans. Tony. I'm not making. Well, all right, fair enough. I'm really making fun of you more than I'm making fun of anybody else. But yeah, they just wow. caught a stray because they agree with you. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of videos, if you haven't seen, uh, I'm the Juggernaut, like the parody from years ago. I remember watching that and watching that and thinking it was the funniest thing in the world. Absolutely, fair enough. 
And now you know the deal. Before we roll for the recap, we're going to go ahead and do the rundown. And this week's rundown is brought to you by Alec. Yes, so kind of just going off what we were just talking about, the Discord, okay? It's doing nothing but great things. Um, Every single channel I think we have is it always has something going on. Uh, So, yeah, if you want, go ahead, join. Tell us your favorite X-Men character. And, yeah, um, I will say the Drell tier lists. I have not been posting them the past two weeks, but I got an absolute banger coming out this week. But that's going to be like four weeks ago when this episode comes out. So, Go when ahead, do those when do the drill up. tier list drop drill? What Thursdays? Day? I try for Thursdays, all right? It's a day I get to actually work from home so I can prepare for these because these are not things that I do in like 5 minutes, all right? They take tons and tons and tons of preparation. It takes tons of so- concentration <laughs> to get the most wrong answers possible. <laughs> Okay. Oh, there's okay. nothing but correct answers so again check out the discord it's awesome come join and be part of the community Woo. and now let's roll for the recap and in case you've been living under a rock or just don't pay attention to the intros this is where i roll a giant rubber foam d4 that has been eaten by my three fat ass bunnies and if we roll a one i will go for the recap two is uh jared no two Bro. is alec three is dan and four is jared so I'm going to go ahead and roll it. Here we go. Who's going to do the recap? Woo! Fell on the floor. Oh my do you want to keep it? Do you want to keep no, it? Do we never no, keep it? No, no. Going for the reroll. Would have been Dan, by the way. And we're going to go ahead Thank and goodness. Roll. <laughs> roll on the couch of Rollitude. It is a... Yeah. Alec for the first time? Two. Two. Wow. Wow. Yes. Okay. Finally. Right. Woo. Fun fact, it is the most I mean, eaten side of the die. Yeah, which means it's the lightest, which means I have the highest probability of laying on me anyways. But it's only fitting because I did the rundown. So we might as well also do the recap. I got my chips ready. Last week's episode, Drell was down and out until Menace was able to heal me. Boom, I get up, okay? Then we start just absolutely going at it. I start, fuck. (laughs) <laughs> okay, this is horrible. This is I great Patreon okay. content. This is ba- great Patreon. <laughs> I, I I feel like my recaps are like, boom, bang, bop, you know? No. Okay, last week's episode, the gang is against two bosses. Trell is down. Menace and Armos are doing everything they can. I'm able to get back up with Menace's healing. Drell darts into the armory to try to get his gear. As he's doing that, Armos has a one-on-one. Sully's down. Berthy's down. Menace decides to try to step up. Absolute darts away with the Revenger chasing him. Goes into a 1v1 battle with him. As Sully's also throwing rocks, Menace is able to kill the Revenger, absorbing some of the fire damage into his sword as Armos and Drell are in a 2v1 against the other evil Tiefling as he tries to be like Drell because, you know, imitation is the best form of flattery by absorbing blood shards. Absolutely. It's kind of like drinking a potion, to be honest, if you think about it, while he also gets to attack. So, um, yeah, and I think that's where we are. Boom. Great recap. Fantastic recap. All right, play the intro and let's get on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Fellas, boyos, 
welcome to session 62 as we pick up yet again in the midst of combat yet things may be looking up but depends who you ask as the revenger has been slain by menace and in the courtyard is drell face to face with this pale tiefling with armo shooting eldritch blasts from afar fellas we're gonna pick up today's session in the midst of combat on initiative 13 which is drell of the ashborn facing down this pale tiefling drell what are you doing all right so i think drell is really really sick of watching this guy absorb blood shards and not take his damage so he is going to go into a rage and he is going to attack recklessly into this guy um so that is going to be uh, a 25 to hit on the first attack that will hit uh that is 16 damage second attack is a nat fucking 20 on the second attack Ooh, that is like going to hit. to hit as well and that is going to be wow that was not good rolls that's 17 damage on the second attack and then what i would also like to do um he also wants to do a menacing attack so i'm going to add a superiority die d8 worth of damage he needs also to make a dc 16 wisdom saving throw hmm, look at drell making with the wisdom saving throws Ooh. and I that's also the full eight worth of extra damage what happens if he passes with a 17. he is not frightened until the end of my next oh, turn that mm. so good. Dang. yeah and that is the end of my turn. Awesome. We're going to move to initiative 10, which is Sully. As Sully looks up at the tower where he just threw the giant rock and he sees Minish jumping out of the tower <laughs> from the giant hey, explosion. <laughs> As Minish hits the floor and Sully goes, oh, giant knight taken care of. Me take care of smaller man and he runs over to Udrell as he's trying to attack the tiefling he's gonna go ahead and uh try to slam down with his giant club he goes Whoops! misses with a dirty 20 and then tries to do it again and hits with a 27 as the giant great club comes down feeling ooh as the great club comes down he manages to hit him and blood splats out of his mouth as he's beginning to bleed and his skin looks badly bruised and the shards crystallize from the blood shards he absorbed is starting to crack we're gonna go to initiative four which is armos after seeing the uh blood splat i uh try to throw even more damage at the at the guy and throw two more eldritch blasts at him okay uh, first one is a nat one yay next one <laughs> the spell explodes 20. in your hand <laughs> uh dirty 20 uh no uh dirty 20 yes that is going to miss as he invades ah, right. it at the last second okay um we will send reginald in there as a bonus action oh, okay i'm going back in okay awesome and he disappears he teleports in front of him and you see the thief look up it goes you again and he's going to make a dirty saving throw which fails does 10 damage which is half to five yeah. hey we did something <laughs> man all right um at this point uh that was my attack and my whatever so i'm pretty good 
where I'm at. Uh, so yeah, I'm good. That's my turn. We're going to move to initiative 20, which is this tiefling as he's, as Reginald explodes and appears back on your shoulder, he goes, enough of this. And he sees that the hill, uh, that the shadow giant hit him with the club and he turns his focus onto him and he is going to lash out with attacks as he goes and runs to jump on him to do his attacks, hitting him with both of his rapiers. He is going to do 29 points of slashing damage as he jumps on top of Sully and begins to slash down, cutting him all across his body. And Sully tumbles down as he is knocked out. Oh, no. He is going to use his bonus action to use one of his abilities, which is called low cutting. And he is going to disengage and move back. Uh, 30 feet. So before he does that, I get um, a sentinel. I was going to use my reaction as a sentinel attack. Okay. And that is going to be a 24 to hit. He is also going to use a reaction and he is going to parry that attack and raise his AC, which is effectively going to make it miss. He is then going to use his bonus action and he's going to use his ability to disengage as he moves. 30 feet away from you, Drell, as it looks like he's, he's heading into the same direction of his tower, which is on the northwest side of the barracks. It is then going to go to initiative 19, which is Menace. Menace, you fall to the floor as you get, as you jump from the tower, you are saved from your swarm. Um, all right. So I'm gonna take uh, my dash action. And since I'm small, I can just kind of squeeze between Drell and Sully here. I'm going to dash forward with uh, a dash action to this tiefling and then use my bonus action attack for my charger feet to hit him and increase the damage if I do hit him. That is uh, 25 to hit. That will hit. Awesome. Damn. Even with such a high AC, you guys are just making work of this dude. So that's uh seven five so that is 12 points of damage from that attack and then six points of fire damage and two from my swarm minus finish him oh nice <laughs> not expecting that he's in trouble when in two turns <laughs> <laughs> i was not expecting that charger feet oh my god People sleep on charger feet, man. If used right, it can save you because you, oh, you force man. them to engage you, you know? So, Damn, I don't awesome. even want to think of the scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, obviously, I, I kill this uh, fire elemental from the top and I uh, jump off, collecting the fire, sweeping down again like a roller coaster. I tumble down with my swarm. I'm like, no! Minus is like ah, just yelling all the way through and then and then just like up through the chin with fire into this tiefling. You Drell almost as you see Minus dash through the battlefield in an unexpected blaze of glory, this raging bull, you swear to yourself in disbelief of what you just saw, as if your eyes deceived you, a full-sized running bull right before <laughs> your very eyes, just <laughs> boom, <laughs> boom, 
from a fiery <laughs> blaze of glory that just erupted from the tower knock in to this tiefling and the tiefling gets cut up and knocked back 10 feet and he is still somehow standing as he is just bleeding and gushing and he as he holds his wound as his the blood pours from his tummy I love how this is such an epic scene and he's like he's bleeding from his tummy, tummy. <laughs> it's like yeah grasping at his stomach as blood drips through his fingers looks down at his wound and stares back up as his black eyes stare distantly into you and then he looks towards Armos and he says in a deep echoey voice I should have killed you long ago when I had the chance his pale skin begins to bubble from this lower part of his body as the pale white skin looks to retract up into his torso to the top of his body to behind his head as if his white skin was trying to go behind him as his white skin was trying to go behind his horns showing a more naturally red red tiefling skin tone his black pupils turn normal as he stares at Eumenes as the sense of all of his power has just faded from him should, should I kill you? His eyes explode out of the back of his skull as if a fireball is ignited within inside his head. Onto the floor, several of his teeth and tongue slaps against your body. <laughs> his headless body falls to the floor. My back half looks fine. Yeah, you I'm were breathing just very heavily, and I turn around. <sighs> oh my god! It. And I just put a fist in the air. <laughs> yeah. So who is this guy? Because <laughs> we never got his name. <laughs> Armos, you know this guy? <laughs> uh, did his horns, like, when they popped off, the Armos would have been eyeing those crystal gems after to see if he could, uh, tra like, track them down. So when he his head essentially like exploded, you go over to like examine the body and you see that the shards that were in his horns was was what caused the explosion and essentially imploded in on itself. Mm. You like really examining it, you can come to the conclusion that those gems that he had are similar to what your tome is. Yeah. And that was it effectively being destroyed. Gotcha. And as he explodes and you guys take a moment of respite, as things seem to calm down, you also notice that the sounds of swords clashing suddenly stop from beyond the walls as some squawk, like squonking, honking type cheering from the Kenkus beyond the wall. Ah, ah, they dropped! They dropped! They dropped! As you hear the sounds of Kenkus rejoicing beyond the wall. Um... In this moment, can I go over and stabilize Sully? <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Sully is currently knocked down. What are you doing? Um, so, I mean, I don't really have, I don't, it's like, uh, wow, damn. <laughs> I'm about to use my potion on him and be like, uh, damn, is there any, 
other ways we can maybe help him. And I, got, I just I look this. in the corner. Yeah, I look in the corner of Menace out of the corner of my eye. I got this. I know, you, I, I know you were busy and everything, Menace, but. No, 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 no. No, we got to take care of this. All right, all right. Uh, I, I, got, I picked up a healer's kit uh, uh, when we were in uh, 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 the winery. Uh, okay. And I use my uh, healer's kit. I usually use my healer's kit to stabilize uh, Sully. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so you go ahead and use one of your usages of the healer's kit and you stabilize Sully as Sully becomes groggy as you sew up his wounds. Make quick work of that and he's got bandages like around his head and his cuts and stuff now. Use like an entire roll of gauze to uh, cover yeah. his stomach to wrap it around. I'm going to say from the size of him, you have to use two uses because he's you have to use like way yeah. more stitches and way more bandages because he's a giant. Oh, well, do we do it? Yeah, you did good, buddy. Yeah, you did good. You did good. Uh, All right, Troll, make sure he's it. doing okay. We did it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> and then I, I immediately rush over to Berthy to try and do the same thing. You rush over to Berthy, and when you roll over his body, his tongue falls out. Mm. Sure enough, you know he is dead. Oh, my God. You yeah. see Sully, like, slowly walk over. Oh, Berthy, we did it. We did it, Birdie. He sees you kneeling over his body, and he goes, "Birdie, Birdie." Uh, and he like tries to push. He tries to nudge him with his giant finger, and his body is just falling limp. Oh no! Oh wait, hold Arbos, on. Arbos, hold you have one of those spell potions. Arbos, I need, I need something. I don't. Uh, we don't have any more juice. And you see, I'm, I'm like rubbing two sids together. And they're like, I'm trying to do like defibrillators with SIDs, <laughs> SID juniors, but they're not working because I'm out of uh, level three spell slots. Bertie? Uh, Arbos! Arbos, tell me you got one of those potions. Come on, man. Uh, let me look. I'm looking. Okay. So it's the really good one. No, it's not. A, he doesn't need a healing potion. He needs a mana potion. If yeah, you have if you one. have a mana potion. Oh, got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got those. Uh, do you have those? Yeah, so I give you one. Oh, sick. <laughs> and Menace chugs that down, and I'm going to get one <laughs> third level slot back, and I'm going to I'm gonna try and revivify him. Can you read me what revivify does? So this is this is where it's going to get a little dicey. So, heh. Um, so uh, you, touch a, you touch a creature that has died within the last minute, so we do have that covered, um, and the creature returns to life with one hit point. Um, the spell can't return to life a creature that has died of old age nor can it restore any missing body parts but i think the issue here is that i have 300 gold pieces i'm wondering if i could make a religious check because i'm when i got the spell i don't i never like got diamonds or anything i'm wondering if i can like make a religion check or something so yes that is true one actually no you have an arcane focus so you don't need spell components I don't think. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, with Sid? Your feather. Oh, that's right. Your feather is your that's clerical right. arcane focus. Yeah. Yeah, my my feather is up in my up in my mohawk. Yeah. Yeah. So I take that potion, and I I speak to Melora. I like to think, and he's just like, not again, not again, please, not again, please, not again. Birdie, wait, wait, go. Okay, okay, let's try it. I've never done this, guys. I've never done this. So just step back, okay? Give me some space. And he goes. <laughs> rubs the sids together, like face to face. 
Lord, Lord, give me aura. Poof. <laughs> and I cast Revivify now that I have the slot at third level. And hopefully that actually worked. As you take these SIDs like a defibrillator, they can barely speak as you're rubbing them so fast and you put it to Bertie's chest and Bertie jumps up as if he just got shocked. He goes, ah! oh my God. And his chest is coming out of his, of his cloak. He's like, I saw the, I saw the Raven Queen. Oh my God. I saw the Raven Queen. Oh my God. It's gonna be okay. And I hug him to give him a cure wounds. He throws up. <laughs> yeah, he throws up on my back like a baby and he gets 14 points of health back as I'm Why? hugging him. Why are you covered in blood? Oh, it's okay. We took care of the bad guys. Sully's like, took care of the bad guys. And he picks both of you up and he's, he's hugging you and he's swinging you left and right. He goes, ready to go. And he throws up again. Now I'm throwing up. I'm so happy. Alright, he jumps up and down and the, the damaged walls begin to shake uh, around you. Armos loot the body. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, I, I leave them to, uh, you know, happy the birthies up with a smile on my face. I walk over to the, the tiefling to figure out who the heck this guy was. You walk over, Reginald. He's like looking with you. He goes, huh. you ever get like deja vu? You know, when you feel like you've killed somebody before. Mm -hmm. And you're taking a look at him and... You're trying to put two two together. Make me a history check. History. Oh, I'm really good at history. 18. You do remember who he was, but you remember uh, as you're not suffering from amnesia anymore in, in these memories that you've had returned back to you, where you were before you ended up where you are today in these flashbacks of doing shady dealings, trying to learn spells, meeting with shady characters, you actually know who this was. And this is somebody um, named Calum. This was the person who gave you the bad information on how to summon something from Baloon, rather than giving you the information to summon back uh, Layla. He gave you the information to summon a demon effectively tricking you to bringing something over to this world. And he was the guy who transferred that information to you. This motherfucker. <laughs> um, interesting. Wait, uh, okay. Then how does that work with, okay. Well, I can't ask him any questions when he doesn't have a head. Yeah, he doesn't have a head. I mean, that is true. That's questions. I would assume you need a mouth. Yeah. Or like um, a, a wound that you can kind of use as a mouth where you go, oh, hello, look at me, I'm the dead guy. <laughs> uh, can we check his, his uh, body for and see if his swords or anything are worth anything? Yeah, so he instantly dropped his two rapiers, and these rapiers are in pristine condition. They have like this black sheen to them along the backside, and they are, at the hilt, they are socketed with these blood shards. He's not wearing any armor up top. He is, um, he does have a quiver and in that quiver are 30 blood shard arrows. Mm. And he, the only other thing he has in his pocket is one blood shard that he was using to heal himself with. He has one more left and there is a key in there. Yeah. 
I take the key and the blood shard, and then uh, I take the the arrows and the two swords, and I drop them uh, towards Drill and Menace. I'll be back, and I, I turn into an owl and fly up the <laughs> fly up the. Uh, Love that. Whoa, where we go? <laughs> no, Armos, it's cool. We didn't want to. Oh, okay. He already flew off. I guess. <laughs> oh, that. Uh, put me down. Oh, I love you, but put me down. <laughs> Sully puts you down. Oh, I'm so I'm so happy. And then Earthy's right. regaining his composure. Go. Here we wait. Oh, you you died. Wait. Yeah, yeah, you died, but I brought you back, so it's fine. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh, he throws up again. <laughs> <laughs> I walk over to Drell. <laughs> uh, hey, Drell. Uh, whoa, ooh, cool rapiers. Uh, Drell, uh, so, you like, uh, you like part dragon or something? Uh. <laughs> oh my god, speaking of that. My cloak, and I just run off, and I try to look for my cloak that it fucking fell off when I turned into a dragon. <laughs> that would oh, just yeah. completely ignore minutes for the time being, and I just run off and look for my cloak. You go over to the massive crater that you made from when you turned into a dragon. I'm going to need you to roll me a an investigation check as you're trying to uh, look for your cloak. Can I help him? Can I give him a help action? Because I have not see that. Absolutely. Uh, so what is that advantage? Yeah. Um, I would be like, thanks, Menace, but I got this, and I put on my glasses, and I. <laughs> and Wait, you the took ones... them off? Hold on a second. <laughs> no, my investigation. <laughs> is he like a hound dog, like crawling on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking for him. Uh, fuck. Oh, it's an 18. You see, hanging on the edge of the crater, hanging into the dungeon below is your cloak bellowing. And you see that it's like trying to get loose. It's trying to bellow off of what it's stuck on, off the broken earth. Okay. Um, so I do put that on. And again, I'm not trying to be rude and completely ignore menace, but I do want to continue searching the remains of this building for anyone that might've been caught up when I like erupted out of this building and might've died to it you know so Drell, how what what happened where have you been how long have we been out here like have you been okay no no um i got a lot of, i got a lot of stuff i'm gonna need to unpack mentally here menace um but so you, I will, you just came out of there what was down there yeah um well i mean I got good news, bad news. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. I yes. found Bando Boris. That's the good news. Wait, what? Bad news is he's now probably dead. Wait, what? Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I yep. rushed down into the dungeon. <laughs> you can certainly hop down into the dungeon from the crater. So you hop down, and it is a giant rubble of a mess. When Drell erupted from the dungeon, the cells were effectively crushed. Drell, when you go down, are you going down with him? Yeah, yeah. When you go down with him, you see that like only the area that you erupted from is like the only part you can see, uh, like you could stand in as the dungeon effectively collapsed in on itself because that's how massive you grew um, when you transformed into the Jazz Dragon. The cell that Bandobaris was in yeah. was indeed collapsed in on. Okay. Menace. I want you to make me a religious check. Okay. 
Oh, haven't had a nat 20 in a while. That'd be nice right now. <gasps> nat pumpkin! Nat pumpkin! <laughs> Ooh, cool. I, I manifested it! <laughs> that was insane! Minus, when you are looking through the rubble and the chaos that Drell has caused by transforming, you notice that the area of the dungeon he was in was collapsed in on and Bandobars was in the cell across from him. And as you examine the rubble, you see the hand of a halfling sticking out. Drill over here, drill over here. I'm lifting rubble. <laughs> you sense as you, as you get closer to the hand, you see your feather that you have begins to glow. It begins to faint and you feel a religious connection to Bando Baris. You feel this, this, how you feel towards him, the feeling you get next to his corpse is the same feeling you get when you're next to Melora. However, this moment is fleeting. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, I'm getting as much rubble as I can. Drill, help! Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, as I'm, going through the rubble i'm casting like i'm holding on to his arm now I'm like it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay you're not dead 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 and i cast uh cure wounds i suppose um you cast cure wounds and you try to heal him but it is rendered ineffective i cast spare the dying he is for sure dead however the moment you're feeling isn't um that of somebody magical you're feeling like you're next to a god mm. and the god the god is dead and his his aura oh. is now leaving his body and as you dig it out through the rubble um and you find it you see bandabaris is now dead and as you look at his body he's also just covered in a cloak and scraps of clothing and as the life force drains from his body only you can see what's happening to him, like to his skin is that you're starting to see these tattoos being revealed along his chest and these are in fact like holy runes and you could tell with a nat 20 that these runes were magic dampening runes to hide his to hide his presence and as the tattoos reveal themselves his body begins to glow and slowly dissolve into the light you have you have the feeling like you've never witnessed anything like this before but you feel like you just watched a god die oh oh man i think i think alara was right drell you remember that thing she said uh you're gonna have to refresh my memory we told her the name and she said she didn't know anyone else but a god by that name oh Rest easy, Bando. I'll see you again someday. I get up and I walk down the rubble. And then I scream, ah, 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 Drill, a mimic. Ah! I see the corpse of the mimic. I'm like, ah, Drill, look out. You see the jelly of the pseudopod just like, ah. yeah. No. Cast another revivify, Minus. I pick it up and I like put it in Minus's face. Minus, please. What? What do you mean? It was my only friend. Uh, okay, Rebecca. Yes, and spare the dying, spare the dying, spare the dying. The goo just <laughs> seeps through Drell's hands. Um. Uh. So when Minimic dies, it doesn't 
fully retain its form because mimics are essentially yeah. just purple goo. But like, there's like some like of its like baby jaw and it's like some parts <laughs> of its tongue and like one of his eyeballs is like yet to dissipate. It's like, why is the world so cruel? <laughs> Cut to outside the hole. You just hear, what are you doing? What are you doing? Drow, oh my God. Why is this mimic? Why do you like this mimic? <laughs> Cut to Armos. <laughs> now looking up at the... <laughs> Armos, you fly to the perch. And as you fly up, you're able to get a better view of the city. And what you see in Raven's Rest are a bunch of Kenku's rejoicing as there are a lot of dead Red Dawn Guards. And there are some being slain on the spot. You see that the dead Red Dawn Guards look like empty armor on the floor, making the connection that when Kalem died, this pale tiefling, that a lot of these soldiers may have been undead that were revived or some type of necromancy that was under his control. And it looks like the ones that were actual members of the Red Dawn are being fended off because there's a lot more of the undead soldiers there was and they were able to get an advantage once you killed them effectively maybe freeing the city from its grasp for now so i don't notice anything else i just kind of noticed them celebrating is that correct yeah uh and you okay. land on this perch and you are back in the war room um i want to grab the tiefling's bow that he dropped when he was up here yeah it's right on the balcony where you transformed him into a frog perfect and then I want to see if the key matches that chest that's over there. You walk over to the chest, take out the key that you took from his pocket, and sure enough, it opens the chest. You pop open the chest, and it is it has quite a few things in there. You see some papers, you see two hammers, you see an extra rapier, a scroll, a suit of leather armor that you would assume is his, and a sack of gold, mm. a large, hefty sack of gold. One of the hammers looks like a war hammer, and the other one is a smaller hammer used for forging that is completely covered in gold and has language on it that you are not familiar with, um, specifically dwarven language. What do you do? What are the, if I look at the papers and the scroll, what are those? have on them the scroll looks like uh, a scroll for a spell uh you would have to decipher it to see what it does okay and there is a stack of papers um talking about a specific thing you would have to read them to know what they are is it can i carry everything or is it this is a lot of stuff like that warhammer yeah, yeah. okay, looks okay. to be heavy like this cool. is a chunk a trunk full of stuff can I empty out the chest onto the floor? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and then uh, I'll take the uh, the things that I can carry. So I'll have the bow and then the papers and the scroll for now. And then... Uh, I light my talkie torchy. <laughs> <laughs> Almost your talkie torchy comes up. Ah. No, Drell. Drell, I, I can't save it, Drell. I tried. Uh, Armos, where are you? Yes, please. He's my uh, best I'm, friend. I'm sorry. Okay, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Armos. I'm up, in the, I'm up in the, uh, uh -huh. the top. I'm up at the top. What? 
What's going on down there? Um, it is well revived by my I, best friend. Oh my gosh, I tried! I'm out of spells! Why did we waste it on Berthy? Berthy, and I say it just in earshot of Berthy. Yeah. <laughs> rude, rude. Uh, yeah, we found Bandabaris. I think, uh, I think Alara was right. I think he is actually a god, but, uh, we'll talk about that later. Are you like, uh, did you go up to the top? Yes. Grab all the stuff down there and you're going to want to see this up here. Okay. Okay. Coming up. Torch out. Torch, go out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess we kind of just eventually make our way up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Almost. Uh, there's a giant sack of gold there. What do you say we... Oh, uh, yeah. You we're, say we don't have to tell them. We're going to call right? this uh, asshole tax uh, for making me pay for everything. <laughs> yeah. We should stop making them pay for everything. Um, right. There is a lot of gold if you want to count it. It looks like it'll take you a couple of minutes to count it. But it are we talking is... thousands? Or are we talking like hundreds? Yes. Ooh. Well, in that case, we're just gonna. He's he's giving some off the top. We're just gonna uh, <laughs> take a good handful and put it in our pouch before they get up <laughs> you don't want to take all of you just want to take some roll me a, i just want to uh, get one good handful <laughs> roll me a sleight of hand to see how much you can scoop out of this pile okay gold. okay i like that all right let's, let's see <laughs> i just want to say i have a plus zero to sleight of hand so this is about the most normal it's a pure roll gonna be. i love it 14 that's pretty good I'm looking to see if I have anything that makes other people re-roll. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Lower. <laughs> you effectively steal 600 gold oh, as you're just like pouring some into your into your yeah. pouch, and you steal about 600 gold pieces. Is it only gold? There's no of those. What are they only called? Gold. Raven coins. Correct. Or those cat coins? Definitely no cat coins in there. All right. So I leave the gold by the by the chest and the two two hammers. <laughs> I take the the scroll and the papers, and then while they're w making their way up, I want to look <laughs> around the room. This is already here. <laughs> hey, Armos. Hey. <laughs> no, we have made it to the top. <laughs> oh, is that gold? <laughs> yeah. There's a bag of gold and two hammers over there. You should check all that out. Divide it up for us. Ministrel, you enter this war room, and it is a wide open space with a with a long red carpet laying on dark cobblestone floor. There are black marble columns in the center of it holding up the room. There's ominous stained glass at the in the ceiling of the room that reflects the moon's light so perfectly that it causes an after image to come down in the center of the room. There is a massive green fireplace uh, on your western side and there are four green braziers uh, that are also lit with this green flame illuminating the room. There are various bookshelves and um, and in the center of the room is a giant table that are covered in documents and books uh, of various, um, like various knowledge rests on the table. The furthest point of the room on the north side in between two banners of the Red Dawn is a green portal but it's in between these two Red Dawn banners and it looks like the room is catered to that portal. The portal's about uh, from shoulder length up, as if you were like look into this portal, kind of like a mirror. Okay, so it's not something you could like walk through or something. No. Okay. Um, can I just look at the, all the papers on the table as I'm kind of like walking by and see if I recognize any writing or anything? 
The three of you can make me a group uh, investigation check. I have my glasses on. Okay, so you roll <laughs> with advantage. I have my uh, magnifying glass okay. for flavor. <laughs> Shing. Ching, ching. Uh, I, I will use my eyes. And he stares intently at the papers. <laughs> I feel I like that. he like puts his eye on the paper and he just does. walks on the table. <laughs> he smacks his head. He's like, and he's like trying to look. I got a 19. Words. Words. Uh, I got an 18. 19. Mm. I got a six. Mm. You are seeing various documents about several different things. What screams at you, two of you, are various maps that look like war plans. And the war plans... Like the map shows a detailed area of the Sigi College and like Lord Baron's divider. And it looks like there are attacking points coming from the northern edges. Like they're going to come from the backside of these two facilities to it looks like they're like they're trying to siege. They're siege plans. You see other documents that this place is used as a training ground, and they were currently uh building an army to attack the Sigi College and Lord Baron's divider. You also see some drawings you see detailed drawings of an axe and there are lines drawn uh, into it, like pointing out specific features. It is a, a two-handed axe and in the center of the blade at top, which is circled in red, it looks like an empty socket. And then off to the side, there's like a picture of like this, of this gem. Now everything is like colored in like black with like red markings on there, but you see like underneath this gem, uh, it says abomination gem. And it's like pointing as if it goes into the axe. Then as you're shifting through the page pages, you see the name Bowden written in red ink. And as you skim through the paper, you see next to the word Bowden says crafter of the abomination gem. And then you shift through more of it. And then you see more documents that Bowden missing for years. Hunt for the wizard Bowden. And then you see some flyers like bounty papers looking for this wizard named Bowden. Uh, as you look through the papers more, you find that there are two confirmed abomination gems crafted. But locations are unknown. And then lastly, you see a letter about a special blacksmith tool used to craft devastating weapons. And it mentions a golden forge hammer. And then it's and then that line is circled and in red ink it says obtained. I think as soon as I read that, I glance over at the <laughs> hammer on the floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, almost pull out that uh that uh gem we got. Let's see if it matches. I look at my gems in my bag to see if they match the the crude drawing, I'm assuming is what it is. Yeah. You take out that blue gem, that perfect blue gem that you got from the wizard's cottage, and you try to look at the various sketches that they have, and it doesn't look perfect. You, you can kind of sense that this is the same thing that they're talking about. However, mm -hmm. they don't have the image down perfect. It looks like they're just trying to draw the gem from various descriptions of what it may or may not look like. Oh, looks like we have one, Armos. Yeah, this could be it. And with that, if we find this Bowden person, we could make whatever that is. Um, I think, like, I think since uh, Drell's like already had some interaction with Lord 
Baron's divider and Lord Baron. I think he's going to gather those papers to talk about like the siege and the army that is potentially going to be trying to attack it. And I think he gathers those up to potentially try to show them to, to him if we make it back there. Yeah, so you go ahead and you gather those papers up. Absolutely. And then, I mean, I guess it's up to you guys. I could grab all the papers if you guys want, um, yeah. since yeah, I'm just collecting taking... stuff. Okay. Who's going to take the uh, hammer? Well, the other hammer is a war hammer, no, right? No, no, and no, then no. The, the blacksmith one. Yeah, so there are two hammers there. There is a golden blacksmith's hammer that you would assume is on the one it's referring to in this document. And that hammer is actually wrapped up in cloth so that one's like uh that one's wrapped up in cloth so when you unraveled it you see this golden hammer and drell make me a history check uh -oh. you, you might know this 14. hey you see this golden hammer and it looks like it, it was used for crafting not for fighting and it's a small golden magical blacksmith hammer that is used to create legendary weapons this is a hammer that you may have heard in fairy tales as a young, um, as a young Drell. The blacksmith hammer created by a, a legendary dwarven blacksmith named Rinth. And Rinth was a blacksmith that was known to create legendary weapons on how the best way to understand it. If Excalibur was crafted by somebody, Rinth would be the person to craft these items. That's how the skilled craftsman Rinth was and this was the hammer that you heard heard in legends used to create those weapons whoa I've, I've i've literally heard of stories about these types of hammers as a kid i just never really thought they actually exist existed i just thought my aunt dory was you know telling me bedtime stories about blacksmithing which i mean number one i thought that was kind of weird but <laughs> now to actually see one in existence this is crazy. Does anybody speak dwarfish? I don't. <laughs> uh, no. Dude, I swear, I'm taking that the next time I level, I'm taking the understand all languages. I'm yeah. <laughs> so many times I would use that. Okay, but no. The other hammer, the other hammer is a war hammer. Um, I mean, it's just tries to lift it up. <laughs> <laughs> this one looks very different from a standard war hammer. Uh, it looks like it was created by a dwarf. It has mm -hmm. like there's an ornate gem on the side that is made to use for decoration, but it's uh, craftsmanship is far more superior than the other weapons you've seen hanging around here. Same goes for the rapier. The rapier looks like it's in pristine condition. It has it's tapered with steel and it has like a blackish uh, shadow for decoration along the backside of the rapier. Does it have a blood shard in the socket? It does not. Neither of the weapons are shot, socketed with blood shards. Okay. So the two that we picked up from below are, but this one looks the same. This was like just, an extra one. Yeah. But it looks like without a blood shard. Okay. Yeah, you hear it in the background. So, Menace, I'll keep the rapier. You want the Warhammer? Wait, what? <laughs> you see, yeah, the, the table's a little taller than Menace, so you just see, like, his hands holding the hammer up as he went to collect it. And then he oh, tosses it up on the table, and then he gets up on the table. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Put them next to each other. Let's see. Uh, hmm. So one of them does not have a blood shard, Tony, and the other two do. Is yes. that it? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm just taking my magnifying glass with Drell next to me with his glasses, and we're just looking at these weapons to see if we can discover kind of what they do. 
if anything. Yeah, so you take some time to examine these weapons. And Minas, you pick up the rapier and it is very finely crafted. You don't get any magic from it, but you do know that this is a plus three rapier. <gasps> I wanted the rapier. <laughs> as he like grabs the hammer you take like one of the papers that didn't have any important information on it and you drop it and it just like cuts itself and then as the two two sides of the paper reach the table they are then cut again that's how sharp it was and it's just a normal like steel rapier yes yeah okay and the other two rapiers they are looks like they're made from the same craftsmanship but they are imbued with blood shards similar to Groff's sword that you still have all right, this is going in the sack. <laughs> Hold that open, uh, Drell. Let's throw these in there. Yeah, we don't want Armos to see the blood shorts. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I wrap them up in some cloth and put them in the bag with our, our mound of blood shorts. Addiction okay. is a real problem. <laughs> um, um, Drell, you look at yeah. the Warhammer, and as you're examining it, you there is a sense of magic to it. And you're sensing something within the hammer, and this is an item that you can attune to if you'd like. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll pick it up. And um, I figure if it takes me a while, I'll just figure it out then. Okay. So you're going to go ahead and like hold this hammer. You're going to hold on to this war hammer. Um, and at your next long rest, you'll find out what it does. Cool. Um, while they're looking at that, I want to go check that book that's on the... Uh, on the... Uh perch. Armos, you walk over to the altar on the perch, and this altar looks like a religious altar. You, as you stand before it, you know that Caleb has probably preached from this altar many times, and there is a closed book there. You go to open the book. It does not have anything magical about it. You don't sense anything from it, but rather, you open the book, and the book is actually stuck to the altar, and within its pages is actually a hollowed-out hole lever in it mm -hmm. uh i pulled the pull the lever <laughs> pull the lever reginald is screaming out pull the lever <laughs> you pull the lever and down below at the barracks in the barracks courtyard you hear rumbling you look down and that platform altar that you were fighting near begins to open and as it opens you see a green portal. Drell, you go to look outside the balcony as something in your mind ticks off. And you know for a fact, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that that is a portal back to the material plane. And it is a wide portal. It looks like it can easily uh, fit. Like you, it's in the floor, but it's up on this altar. Like, so there are steps going into it and it'll be easily accessible for not only infantry to go through, but large artillery if needed did see cannons in this fortress realizing what that portal does um drill's literally about to say something to the guys um and then he bites his tongue because he realizes that was part of his important question that nobody else wanted to ask to help get us out <laughs> and he decides to hold that information to himself <laughs> and he leans over and goes almost so so what is that? What is that thing down there? And he points to it. <laughs> well, what happened? What's what's going on? I don't know. Almost pulled the lever, and now there's just some magical green portal down there. <laughs> I lean over the ledge. 
Ah, huh. oh, look at that. Horus, you seeing this? Yeah, it, uh, that's, I, I don't understand what these portals are. Did you do that? Yeah, when I pulled this lever and I, sh I show him. I guess I have a question. Uh, if like now knowing that that's a green portal out, can I make an investigation to the green portal that's in the room to see if I can you maybe... You don't need to in the sense that you know that is for a fact not a portal to go that goes somewhere. Okay. Because you know where how to leave and get into Shadowfell. That's what yeah. you were gifted with, the knowledge of that. Okay, fine. You guys caught me. That green thing down there is a portal home. All right, fine. All right, I got it. Oh. For the answer from the question from like the cat lady. Okay. Oh, sick. Well, that's yeah. cool. Fine. Nice. Stop twisting oh, my arm. Wow. Okay. So whenever you guys are ready. Yeah, it's good to know. That. It's good to know. Yeah. Man. Uh. So then, yeah, wait. What's that's... this portal over here? And I walk over Same thing? to the. To the. Nope. No idea. And I turn. <laughs> <laughs> the chest Oops. that's, oh, empty, mm -hmm. at this point because I dumped it out. Can we push it through that portal that's right here? To see what happens as the three of you walk back into the room something happens with that exact portal as almost it reacts to you walking near it mm. oh. three of you walk back in to the main war room and the portal that's on the wall catches your attention as it begins to bubble and boil and the green portal turns red then translucent a person at shoulder height appears excuse me a person at shoulder height appears a face of an older man with gray, deathly skin tone, bald with a bushy, unruly beard. His eyes are covered with black war paint in a Rorschach-style pattern. His eyes are closed. On his shoulder, resting, grinning, is a tiny devil toad with sharp, crooked horns. <gasps> oh, shit. And an old voice. <laughs> Uh, how interesting. You never cease to amaze me, Armos Ben. And you instantly recognize who this is. Uh -oh. This, for a fact, is Vero Grimgar. <gasps> the leader of the Red Dome. The one you heard stories about and have only seen in passing with his devious deeds, countless betrayals against... Uh, people he worked with outside of the Red Dawn clan is Vero. He's an old, decrepit man and you instantly recognize him and you know for a fact that on his shoulder is Ritz Gulak. Just mm. appearing a bit smaller resting and he has this dark grin. He is leering at you and he's smiling and he's the frog is like laughing as the devilish croaks are taunting you. I, I pull my rapiers out. And get yeah. ready. I'm ready to pounce. Get those finger guns ready, Armos. Who is this guy? Not one to mess around with. Three of you have just made the top of the list. The pattern of disrespect you show me is growing quite annoying, especially taking out one of the council brothers. This will not go unpunished. You three are my main objective, and it is open seasons, and we will have your heads. 
And as he seethes and seems to like soak up his old man spit, Ritzgulak on his shoulder talks to you, Armos, and looks at Reginald. Goes, I will have your wings, Nelfash. And Reginald comes back at him and he goes, yeah, I'd love to see you try, you worm. And the two begin to bicker in a language unrecognizable. This language is unknown, but Armos, but Armos, you understand it somehow. This is that mysterious language that you heard in Bayloon. This like ancient demon language that is unbeknownst to anybody. And you know, you can understand them because you have a pact with Reginald. And you're saying the most unruly, high, like, most sailor talk you've ever heard in your life. You don't think anybody can ever curse as these two are constantly cursing at each other right now. And they're just going back and forth. From the other side of the table, I just yell, Armos, who even is that guy? <laughs> we're not, he, we're on his list. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> He's at the top of mine. Uh, man. Joe flips him the bird. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you. Um, you big man and he points his bony old finger to the portal and it seems to get much larger the closer he gets to it he goes i will wear your beard as a hat huh. and he smiles through his crooked teeth that are filled with filled and riddled with holes i am going to send everything i have at you i am going to collect your skin and use them as rugs in my throne room. When this world is covered in red, I will have your souls trapped within a lantern in my throne room. And I will laugh every night and pretend to weep and care every morning. And I will torment your souls for eternity. For when he is brought back to us, I will be granted eternal life in which to torment the three of you with. You think that you're gonna stab the devil in the back and get away with it? Don't even worry about what you're sending at us. Just worry about we're us coming to you. Yeah, especially after we long rest. Yeah, not now. God no, not Yeah, now. I feel kind of tired right now, but <laughs> when, we, when we get our stuff together, we're coming after you, buddy. Who's this, Armos? <laughs> Tell them all, whoever comes, whatever it is, I'll kill them. I'll kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, Eldrick blast the scribe thing just to emphasize it even more. You bl you shoot a blast and he laughs at you and he goes, <laughs> I stab you in the back. I stab you in the front too and get away with it. I will have your acrylic shard and finish the bridge myself. <sighs> and he begins to drool as he does this weird, heavy old man breathing. <sighs> Sleep with one eye open, Armos. Because I will have your soul and your horns and be blessed in a crystal's light. And the portal bubbles and then implodes in on itself. As the wall cracks, the, the portal implodes on itself and you see Shadowfell just outside as the portal has been destroyed from the other end. Oh, thank goodness. I thought he was going to fight us. I was not ready to do another fight. Oh, oh that was close. 
Let's just try to act tough. <laughs> uh, Armos is very shooken up, but just seething mad and very uh, livid. Grab your things. We're going. And uh, we, uh, he storms out of the, uh, the, the room down the down the stairs. Or actually, he goes to the perch and flies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Off we go. And Minus drops as well, doing the <laughs> the floating thing with his. Come on, Drell. Wait, excuse me. How am I supposed to get down? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll I'll meet you guys down there. And then um, what I do if they if they want to be so cool, I'm gonna pull the lever again so the portal closes. And then I'm gonna walk all the way down. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Drill just walks down the the stairs. <laughs> you pedally close the portal. Uh, yeah, you walk make, down the make stairs. Make him fly back up as an owl to reopen it once I'm down there. <laughs> well, that's weird. Hey, Armos, go check on that. What happened? <laughs> you hear us like arguing? I didn't do it. I just jumped off. <laughs> so while you guys go down to the portal, you actually see Sully and Berthy kind of near the guard entrance, and they have like this giant crate that looks like they busted open and it's filled with papers specifically letters um and he's, he's shifting through them and you see like birth he's like son of a bitch they got it they didn't even send any of these and it's filled with letters that they never mailed out like they said they were going to and mm. he's like pulling all the ones that he's made and he doesn't see any of the care packages he just has all the letters and uh he goes they never sent down any of these who are you trying to send these to uh you see that birth he's like looking down solemnly at um the stack of letters he goes ah i was trying to send him to my son um i haven't seen him in who knows how long and uh you know his mother wanted to go somewhere outside of Shadowfell. i don't know something about like the moon bothering her and stuff and uh you know, I feel like it's always been home here, despite how terrible and nightmarish it is. But, you know, that's what can Kenkus do. But uh, she, she wanted a better life for her son, so I try to write to her. And, uh, yeah, looks like he never got any of it. Minus is trying to hold it together and not cry. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm we could so just... sorry. I mean, it might be kind of late, but, I mean, we could just take him to a post office on the other side and mail him out now. Uh, we'll take care of it, Berthy. We'll mail it for you. That's amazing. Really? Would you? you do that? Yeah. Wow. Of yeah, course. I mean, why not? Anything for family. <laughs> I was going to say, Berthy, you're going to have a lot on your plate here in a short period of time. Everything here is uh, all the guards are gone. You're going to need to help rebuild this place this place is definitely a lot better than husk but uh, yeah my shop is there but uh yeah i, I think there's a better place to, to restart the it's one more protected against the sour sworn anyway you no know, speaking of that armos looks <laughs> drell looks at armos pay the man <laughs> not obviously not in the gold but in the raven coins i mean yeah i, I don't think we're gonna need them where we're going i feel like Soli and Berthy, you know could probably use him better here. Love that. Uh, <laughs> Just the Raven coins that we have, because I mean, I don't think we're gonna need them. Harvest is like, we'll need them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't have to give them all of them. Like, you all just right. give them whatever you think. I give him a hundred and twenty. He looks at the coins and he goes, "Wow, are you sure?" And Sully goes, "Oh, that's a lie. I only ever made six of those since I've been here." 
I don't know where they went though. Weird. <laughs> oh, that was really hard for those. Yeah. Benji takes the coins, uh, and he goes to hand you guys this one letter. He doesn't like bother you with all the other letters. He ha he hands you his most recent one, and he goes, uh, "Give him this one. This one was uh, probably the most important out of them. Send it to Holbeck. Uh, his name's Benji. Uh, it's my son. All right. Uh, yeah, we can do that. And uh, I pick up my letter." Oh, those sons of bitches. And I put it in my pack <laughs> so I can mail it. Yeah, when I it get takes back. you like a minute to like cipher through everything. And you're like, it's a good envelope. <laughs> put it back. <Yeah. laughs> Not going to waste an envelope. I do. <laughs> are, are there any envelopes? Extra envelopes? Do they have just some empty envelopes I can grab? There are no, no there aren't empty envelopes. Dang I mean, you can probably grab a few if you'd like. I mean, there's like a whole yeah. bunch of. Like piles of letters there that they never mailed out. Yeah, I, I pick up some stationery, some uh, vintage uh, Shadowfell stationery, <laughs> and okay. put it in my pack. <laughs> you find some of the worst quality paper you've ever seen in your life. You feel like just by holding it, you feel like you're gonna rip through it. Um, <laughs> so you pocket okay. some of that, yeah. and uh, yeah. So, oh. what are the three of you doing now? All right. Well, hey, it was uh, wonderful meeting you two. I'll, I'll write to you. Don't worry, I'll, I'll be writing to you. And uh, hey, if you see the, if you see Chatty, uh, just uh, try and keep him safe. Uh, I don't know if his uh, parents made it out, so you know, just take care of that kid. Yeah, I will try to find him, and uh, he'll be good now. Uh, thank you, thank you. Um, appreciate the help. He headbutts you as a sign of respect. Oh, we do this back home. I headbutt him back. <laughs> but I've never headbutt someone that was like the same size as me. So I'm like, really? I'm like, oh, it's much better than my dad doing it. So he goes, headbutt. And he tries to headbutt you, Drill. <laughs> Drill unreluctantly headbutts him back. I don't, I don't. I just fall backwards to the portal. <laughs> he just depots <laughs> falling. He just trust falls with no one behind him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess it's time to go. All right, Drell. Let's get going. Hey! And I jump through the portal. See ya! Oh, those are nice guys. And that's the last thing you hear from, from Sully. As the three of you go through this portal, and you appear on the other end. Diagonally. You appear in this giant cave room. As you fell in, the same momentum propels you out, and you land on a similar altar on which you went in. But rather than being outside in a big courtyard, you are in a cave room. And this is a wide open cave space that looks like it was carved out. And all around you are various uh, artillery and weapons. There are weapon racks behind you filled with like swords, spears, battle axes. There are tents in the corner. There are cannons. There are mortars along uh, lined up against uh, the further wall and there is a small entrance leading out. It looks like a giant armory. A stockpile of weaponry for a small army was being stashed here. There is nobody in the room. It is completely empty uh, as far as life goes. This looks like a great place to just go to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do dexterity checks just for fun to see how well we uh, fall out of this portal? Yeah, go for it. Why not? I got a 21. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. 17. I went in pretty, pretty awesome way. 
I think you get disadvantage. Yeah, that makes sense. I was going to say disadvantage, sense. right? Because <laughs> you, <laughs> you trust fall backwards, and as you come out, the momentum wasn't enough, and you fall in and out for a couple of seconds as, until you finally tumble onto the steps uh, as you have severe vertigo of mm. plane shifting a few times. Um, Minus and Drell, you guys come out <laughs> in a very cool, stylish fashion. Yeah. Uh, I do a front flip. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> that was fun. Where are we? Uh, this does look like a good place to sleep, Drell. You're not wrong. Is there like an exit? There is. On the southeastern wall, there is a carved out entrance. A tunnel that looks like it could fit a few people side by side. And you and from inside the cave, you can see the entrance like overlooks like you're coming out of a mountainside. Okay. So we're pretty much like completely alone then. You are alone. Oh my god, real food. Joel runs over and starts eating something. Yeah, we definitely we definitely eat some food. Same. Guys can go ahead and fill up on rations here. It's very basic nice. rations, but it is real food. Awesome. Yeah, do you guys want to just kinda hang out here? Yeah. Get some get some rest. Yes. Real rest. A full a full night of rest. I feel like we should check outside real quick just to make sure we're safe. <laughs> Let's go see where we are. <laughs> the three of you take a look outside, and as you approach the exit of the cave, you see, like, at the mouth of the cave, right where you exit, it, like, shimmers a little bit. And Menace and Armos, you definitely sense some type of magic here. And you could walk through it, and when you look behind you, the entrance of the cave is gone. There's magic covering the entrance of the cave to make it look like there isn't anything there. Like the mouth of the cave is covered up. And when you look out from the mountainside, you are indeed pretty high up on a mountain overlooking the Sigic College. And way in the distance, you see a fortress on like its own island. Drell, you recognize this as Lord Baron's Divider. The castle, the fortress that you passed through to get to Gilo the beginning of your adventure and you're only a few miles from both locations and the, for the first time what seems like forever a breeze goes through you spring like breeze as you see some of the snow by the Sigic College is starting to melt as if you feel like you're heading into the springtime Minis and Armos you know the last time you were here briefly there was a foot of snow on the ground I think we were right over there, and I point somewhere to the city college. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. Huh. I'm confused. What? So, or, I guess I should say, when are we? Oh, yeah. Uh, huh. How long have we been in Shadowfell? About that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were back for a moment, actually. We saw Kemi Joe, by the way. He's doing really Wait, well. Wait, what? And yeah. uh, basically, we've been in there for how, how many months? Uh, did he say, Armos? Excuse uh, me, months. Seven. Yeah. 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 Seven months. Uh, I I need to lay down. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a really long day. Months. Been long months. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I walk back into the cave. We walk back into the cave, and you set up. A well-deserved rest, and you guys can take a, a long rest here and gain everything back. 
You level up. Yay! Cool. You guys now level 11. Oh, and you can take all the perks of level 11. Uh, in this downtime, you can also examine those weapons that you've got. Um, so, Drell, you attune to that Warhammer as you take some time to observe it. And it is, with Armos' help, you are able to decipher what the weapon is. Go ahead and add the Dwarven Thrower to your okay. world. Dwarven Thrower. A Dwarven Thrower is a Warhammer, which is a versatile weapon. You can use it as a one-hander or two-hander. Um, if you use it as a one-hander, it's a 1d8. And a two. if you use it with two hands, it's 1d10. The Dwarven Thrower has a plus three bonus to attack and damage rolls made with this magic weapon. It also has the Throne property of a normal range of 20 feet and a long range of 60 feet. When you hit a ranged attack with this weapon, it deals one extra D8 damage, or if its target is a giant, it deals two D8 damage. Immediately after the attack, the weapon flies back to your hand. Mm. I'm really, really gonna like this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you roll plus three on all of your attacks um, with it. You can use it as a one-hander or two-hander. And when you use it as a ranged weapon, it gains one extra D8 damage. Okay. Uh, Minus, there's nothing magical about that rapier, but you do know that it is a plus three rapier. What about that bow? Did we find anything about that bow? The bow is a, uh, it is a long bow. It is socketed with a blood shard at its ends. So where the blood shards are socketed is actually at its tip where the uh, bow string would connect. And the leather armor you found in there is plus two armor set. Sick. Am, am I adding the um, the forging hammer to my inventory as well? When you take take hold of that uh, forging hammer, when you hold it at its hilt, you notice that the hammer readjusts to your size, and it fits in your hand perfectly. All right, this goes in the bag, and I put the bow in the bag with the blood shards, <laughs> and I go over to Armos, and I'm like, hey, Armos, try this on for size, and I toss him the leather armor. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, you want to see something cool? And I spin around in a circle as fast as I can, and I launch the <laughs> hammer out of the, the mountain. And then I turn around and look at them, and as I feel it yeah, coming back, I just that? I just stick my hand out and catch it as it comes back. That's a back. good hand. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty neat. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Throw one more time, but I'm going to sit on it. Okay, fine. And I <laughs> throw them out you throw the hammer, he goes, this is red! Whoa. Cool. <laughs> um, Wait, I have an idea. You throw it outside and I'll I'll catch it when I'm out there and see if it brings me back. <laughs> uh, you guys play around with the hammer for a little yeah. bit and you're able to do all these angsts uh, with it. Oh, and lastly, one last piece of equipment that you got, the scroll that you got. When you decipher it, it is an enchantment scroll. You can give any piece of equipment, uh, armor or weapon, a plus one. Cannot exceed a plus three bonus. And it will uh, grant the item a magic weapon. So as the three of you rest, you guys get a well-deserved night of sleep. And when the three of you rise, you notice a familiar face at the entrance of the cave. A small furry friend with a satchel across oh. from him. It is this fox mixed with a red panda fella, this Astri that you met many moons ago. 
And across his sash, where he has his um, mailman satchel, is the FFCS. As you remember, is the far-fetched courier service. And he uh, comes in and he goes, Ah, uh, yes, I am looking for a minus a pebble walkie. Yes. Uh, is there a minus a pebble walkie here? Yes. How did you find me? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, it is one of the many talents of the FFCS. Um, uh, we are, uh, if you, uh, you know, we are hired by uh, a by the far-fetched courier service. Uh, they use our uh, very detailed magical expertise to track down um, recipients of mail, and we give it to them when they are sitting at a post office for too long. Oh, well, uh, I got letters for you. You get got letters for me. So let's. Uh... Yes. Uh, so I have a large stack of letters here, and he pulls out a massive bundle of letters. And oh then there goodness. are about like three to four packages. And you see. world? Uh, yes, uh, for a large parcel, you will need to give me a one gold per. There is about uh, 20 uh, letters here with three parcels um, to a total cost of 25 gold pieces. Yes. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah, how much is that going to run me? Yeah, 25 gold pieces. Yeah. 25. I think I got 25 here. Yep, yeah, here you go. Thank you, uh, AO Tetera. It's nice to see you again, by the way. Ah, uh, yes, uh, perhaps we have met before. Um, nice of you to remember my name. Uh, uh, and he looks at his paper again. Minis Pebu Walker. Ayo Tetera. Yep, I got you here in my bestest friend column. Uh, strange. Yes. Um, <laughs> would you like to mail back a letter? I can hang out for but a moment. Um, oh, as you peruse yeah. your parcels. Yes, yes. Yes, uh, here you go. And you see that Minis had, like, reopened his letter and, like, <laughs> wrote more because he had the battle and then reclosed it so it's a little like scuffed <laughs> so and now he, there's like some papers in there like the really shitty paper from shadowfell he's like this is from shadowfell mom <laughs> so you look through the letters and the first few letters that are stacking um you notice that these were written over a few months to a year they were dated and most of them are pretty normal from your mother and they have like they have cookies attached to them, which is what's in the boxes. They are filled with sweet treats, but they are very stale by this point. Ah, and then, how many so, sweet treats do I get? Three. Um, you get about twenty cookies between the batch, and uh, four cinnamon, four of these sweet rolls that you used to eat. And there's um, now rotten vegetables in there. And the first few letters are your typical letters from your mother, like "How are you doing? Oh my God, honey, I I hope you're having great adventures." And then you get a letter from Mirandor. And that letter says, oh, wait, hey, Minnie, haven't heard from you in a while. I'm starting to think, uh, we're starting to think that the clan forgot about you. Uh, I mean, yeah. I certainly have, bro. Anyway, the clan is thriving and we're having a blast. And, uh, uh we're having a blast with all the Minis isn't here parties. Also, I reached a new PR on my bench press. Now I'm stacking <laughs> almost five bales of hay on either side. And then you see more letters and... The letters from your mother now seem increasingly more worried, like, hey, honey, haven't heard from you in a while. Please write back when you get a chance. I know adventuring can be fun. Uh, just please remember your mother. And you see a few more letters like that. And then you see another uh, letter from Miranor. Wow, Minis, uh, you know, I always knew you were a coward, bro, but this is low. Did you really die out there? You would die out there. And then you see a few more letters. And... One of the letters you've seen, nine months have effectively passed, and uh, the mother was not only telling you about midwinter celebrations, 
but how like she was telling you about some of some birthdays like you missed flora's birthday and she was writing about that party and she was like mm. creating a big feast and then you get to the last letter you see one last letter the most recent one that was written maybe about a month ago um, and, um, and, uh, oh, oh cookies oh sweet rolls nice oh i love these they're kind of stale oh <coughs> get those out of here uh yeah screw you Marinor. i hate you too uh, da, da, da. Oh, all right, last one. My, my sweet menace. I know you haven't wrote in so long, but I believe there's a good reason why. I will keep writing to you as I know you are still out there. However, I need to tell you something. Oh, hey, hear that, guys? My mom needs to tell me something. That's crazy. <clears throat> in your absence, your father needed to name the heir of the clan. I tried to reassure him that you are still out there, but the clan council demanded an answer. Miranor. Miranor. This is a typo? Oh, no. There's a... That is... What? Miranor is named to be chieftain. The ivory boulders when your father's time has come. Please come home soon. I'm starting to believe that Crystal... Why is this crossed out isn't real and it's a fool's errand of always mama moo moo and that is where we will end this arc damn oh <laughs> man damn <laughs> menace's letter home to his mom is gonna be epic yeah oh wait you already sent it you already sent the first one. Oh no yeah <laughs> no way so as what we always do we have menace's journal and what we can do this time, if Dan so desires, is Menace's letter home to mom uh, as our end of arc recap. And I thought this would be a perfect segue to do mm. that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, very interesting. Very interesting. I was like, <laughs> I mean, I know you guys can see my face. I was grinning the whole time. And you read that yeah. perfectly. <laughs> and that was the first time you read that letter. Like, you haven't seen it before. And you role played that perfectly. Everyone's going to stop. <laughs> Oh, I was gonna start with inspiration die for the for for the next arc. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, hey. that was beautiful role play. I thought this day might come. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, lots to talk about in the after show. Then that's yes, for sure. sir. Yes, sir. Holy shit, Menace is gonna. Woo! He's <laughs> gonna be a different Minotaur in the next arc. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> We are telling stories out here, brother. <laughs> telling stories, brother. I, you know, I think the first few arcs were, you know, pretty good. And I think this one definitely ended with a big bang. But I think, especially now that everything's happening, we're starting to get a lay of the land of like what the fuck is actually going on. And we're level 11. Shit's about to get real. <laughs> yeah. Our most turned another corner. At level 11. Ooh, and we'll talk Let's about it on the after show. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a hint. He gets an extra spell slot. Oh, my I'll God. A, a legendary third spell slot. <laughs> Technically four. Because this day would never Technically come. Four. Oh, man. I have, so I have lots of questions. <laughs> yeah. and we can talk about them all on the end of arc after show. Yes. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. ah. Ooh, this is a good one. This is probably my favorite arc. Did yet. you think it would end this quickly? 
or did we kind of speed through the end of it? Um, definitely quicker by combining two boss fights at the same time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what well, you guys did handle yourselves. I'm, I'm very proud. I'm very proud. Uh, concerned. Yeah. Um, Don't proud. Poke the bear. <laughs> Don't poke the bear. If someone's gonna shoot Armos, he's going after them. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to mention before we before we end this arc? Yes, yeah, so I'm going to be campaigning for Chieftain, uh, so uh, I need your vote, okay? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good question. Will Minus go directly home, or will he finish his journey? Oh, I already know the answer to that. Yeah, and I'm interested to hear all about it. I think the, so we're, like, um you know, out of the campaign ourselves. We just finished this arc, and I'm actually going to be gone for a few weeks, so we actually have to wait to play again. Mm. which is insane Bullshit. so the suspense is going to kill all of us <laughs> at the time um, of recording alec is going away for a full month it's crazy. but it sucks because i already want to play the next arc <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, i mean it's like real. fuck so we're all oh, gonna have you want to wait. know what's going to happen next arc alec me too i want to know yeah. what happens <laughs> <laughs> yeah tony's like thank god alec's leaving because now i can session prep yeah hey listen uh close the remark if you haven't thought about the patreon by now yeah, give it a glance. Give it a look. Give it a give it a look over. See what there is to offer. We try to give as much back to the community as possible for those who support us through there. Uh, of course, the best way to support us is just by being here and listening. And we truly, truly appreciate uh, you guys joining our adventure. But the after show talks are pretty great, and it is one of the many perks that we offer as the as as Patreon subscriber. Um, and of course, it goes without say. Always appreciated, never expected. Yep, absolutely. And I was going to say on top of that, um, if you can't, you know, join the Discord. Conversations about the campaign and the podcast go on in there as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's free. Mm-hmm. Free for you. It means everything to us. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Later. Farewell. Adios, everybody. Until next arc. And now it's time for the Patreon Shadows! First up, we got the Blood Shard Bandits. And the first member of the Blood Shard Bandits is Ulrich Shieldust. Ulrich Shieldust is still stuck in the freezing tundra of North Trillis. After recently escaping the cave of a dangerous snow monster, Ulrich requests that you hold all questions about the event until a later time. He's just not Yeti to talk about it. Next member is Benjamin Hayes. Graduated recently from the Sigi College, he is now a part of the Bloodshard Bandits. However, Benjamin's celebration and jubilation turned to dread as he was recently struck down by a member of the Red Dawn. But wait, there's hope. We can rebuild him. We have the technology. Our next member is Julius Kendrick, and Julius is still on the run. However, he is not hiding. Crimes have been reported of Kendrick's evil doings. The most recent report is that he recently slain someone, a recent college graduate of the Sigic College. How tragic. Our last Bloodshard band member is Reigns, and he has been reported lost. Oh no! Recently, Reigns was last seen headed to North Trillis to go storm chasing. However, no one has heard from him in quite some time. The frozen tundra can be a harsh place, and certainly no place for Reigns. And now we're going to move on to our Sigic College alumni. And first up, we have Andrew Hall. Andrew is one of our newest members to the Sigic College. A bright, inspiring future lays ahead. But at what cost? Will Andrew use his powers for evil? Who knows? Too soon to tell. 
Next is Artemis, and Artemis is on patrol. With the recent discovery of Kemijo's new friends, Artemis eagerly awaits for the return of the Bloodshot Bandits. Although he has been spending way more time in the dorm room showers recently. For some reason, hmm. Anyway, next up is Robert Crisp, and Robert has done it. His new invention worked. Their most recent prototype did not explode when powering on, hooray. Nearby towns and hamlets are safe for now. However, his new breakfast machine tends to overcook the eggs. And speaking of rotten eggs, it leads us to our last stage of college member, Saint Chaos. Chaos has been busy at the Tinkerer College pranking the alchemist students. Recently, he stole all the alchemist's boiling flasks and replaced them with phonies. The student nurse has been quite busy. And now we're gonna move on to Humbrea's heroes. First up is Alex Judge Dredd, most feared bounty hunter in Humbrea. And he's on a well-deserved vacation. Good for them. Next up is Angel the Ranger with their adorable Pitbull companion. Currently, they are patrolling the Riverwood Forest. Rumors say that the Koatoa sightings have increased over the last few months. Next up is Man with Glass, and he's currently missing. <gasps> Man with Stone has been listed as suspect number one. He must be found at all costs. Lastly, we have Sergio, the Vagabond, Traveler, and Tavern Brawler. A recent bounty was placed on Sergio's head for fighting in a tavern. Some say it was out of self-defense, but one thing is for sure though, it was quite mysterious. And that's it for this week's shoutouts. If you would like to be added to this fabulous list, head over to our Patreon and find out more. Until next time, everybody, see ya.